another bonus episode time, Fire Nation. And this one's pretty cool because it is something that I'm becoming more and more passionate about as I get older, which is clean energy. Most of us have had the firsthand experience with extreme weather events that shut down our businesses, disrupted our supply chains, and threatened our families. I mean, look what just happened in Texas. And of course, being here in Puerto Rico, we've had the hurricanes, the earthquakes. There are just really extreme weather events that are pretty scary, to be honest. And in this special bonus episode, I get to speak with Ron Common about how climate change is creating more intense and frequent events and how I'm personally transitioning to clean energy and how it's saving me money and giving me energy independence. So we have a great conversation here. We have a lot of fun. We do talk about the common path to uncommon success as well and how that's playing a role in my life and in my business. And make sure you check out the awesome Earth Kind podcast for more great shows like this. Ron is passionate about this topic and he's creating great shows over at Awesome Earthkind Podcast. So if you like this kind of content, go find his show, subscribe, give it a listen. His passion, his value is there. I hope you enjoy. The air, water, earth, and sun awes us. The four awesome forces of nature can provide a thousand times more energy than we need. You are also awesome. You and me, and all Earthkind, are the fifth element. We are literally changing the world. Technology is now harnessing nature's awesome power for electricity, heat, and transportation. And the best news is that the clean energy transition can save us money and create a more prosperous, just, and sustainable civilization today. On today's Awesome Earthkind podcast, we interview John Lee Dumas, or JLD. JLD is the multimillionaire founder and host of the incredibly successful podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. After eight years and 2,600 interviews with the world's most successful entrepreneurs, EO Fire now averages more than 1.4 million unique downloads every month and generates a 74% profit margin on over $2 million of annual revenue. JLD is releasing a new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. In 17 steps, with 17 of the world's top entrepreneurs, JLD provides a roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. If you pre-order your copy of The Common Path to Uncommon Success now, you will receive five incredible bonuses worth over $1,300. Go to awesomeearthkind.com fire to pre-order your copy of The Common Path to Uncommon Success. You'll also discover how you can earn thousands of dollars in commissions by referring your network of commercial building owners to Earthkind Energy Consulting. When EarthKind identifies clean energy solutions that enable your referrals to go clean and save green, you'll be helping your family and friends to reduce their carbon footprints, save money, and create a proud legacy for their grandchildren. In today's episode, JLD shares how he lives and works out of his 5,600-square-foot home in Puerto Rico. He installed solar, batteries, and air source heat pumps to provide virtually all his electricity and air conditioning. The clean energy systems also power his electric transportation and carries him through the island's extreme weather events and frequent power failures. 
With zero government grants and no tax incentives, JLD still realized a 12% annual return on his clean energy investment. Now, get ready to hear JLD's inspirational story in Energize. If you would, sir, who are you? Where do you live? What kind of work do you do? My name is John Lee Dumas. I live in Puerto Rico for the last four years, which is home of the 4% tax, as well as the beautiful bright sun. So I can completely power my, my, my house via solar, which is amazing. And since 2012, I've been running a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire, where I interview the world's most successful entrepreneurs. And I'm currently over 2,600 interviews in the bag. So it's been quite a journey. Quite the journey. You are absolutely the king of podcasts. And thank you for taking me on as one of your acolytes. <laughs> You've made me proud, Ron. <laughs> I don't know that about that. But, uh, you know, I'm getting thousands of downloads. I'm getting there. Awesome. And when I get to Amelia, then I'll be in your league, sir. So why did you move to clean energy, John? So I moved to clean energy for a lot of reasons. Number one, I just knew I just know it's the right thing to do. I mean, listen, global warming is happening. It crushes me when I see, you know, like what's happening, especially like up on the polar ice caps where they're shrinking every single day. And when you combine that with like how now the sun doesn't bounce off as much whiteness up there as it used to be, and it's just exacerbating the problem. It's like this exponential thing that like literally when I think about it too directly, it just honestly makes me sad. And it's pretty hard to make me sad. So like, I just didn't want to contribute to um, dirty energy. And you know, I actually made a very sizable investment in a company called Biomass Green Fuels down here in, in uh, Puerto Rico about a year and a half ago. And it's working out very well. We're actually taking like all the carbon em emissions from land dumps and we're turning it into clean energy that we're then repurposing throughout the islands. So you know, it's doing a number of great things. It's way taking down the pollution from landfills by 90 plus percent. And then it's taking all of that, you know, uh, monoxide offset and turning it into clean energy as well. So I love the fact that I did that for my house. I love the fact that I'm investing my money that I'm earning as an entrepreneur into programs like that. That's going to make Puerto Rico a better place, not to mention, you know, the world a better place. And, you know, as I'm sitting here right now, I'm looking, you know, at my son coming in, powering my house. As you can see, uh, it was quite a good solar day here in Puerto Rico. We've got a nice little arc there with a couple clouds that came in. But for the most part, I produced 71.2 kilowatt hours of power just today. Yeah, solar is amazing. Without that little bowl in the sky, this planet would be uninhabitable and a thousand times more energy than we need coming just from the sun. So true. Okay, so first, you invested in recapturing some of the landfill gas that is coming out of Puerto Rico's landfills. And land Puerto Rico has a landfill issue. There's too many landfills, and they all are in violation of federal law, and they need to be closed, and they need to be cleaned up. So that's a much-needed investment, recapturing that gas, and then using it to cleanly power a bunch of facilities on Puerto Rico. Wonderful. But then secondly, you invested in solar, you invested in heat pumps for your air conditioning systems. Tell us a little bit about that, John. You don't save money with these things probably ever if you're, on, if you're really being honest with yourselves because it's going to take me like eight years 
to offset the $56,000 investment. And that's at a minimum. And honestly, by then it's like, I'm probably going to be upgrading to like the next greatest, you know, solar that's available then. So I'll be like investing another $50,000 then. So it's honestly like, on one hand, you can like save for the financial reasons, but if you really do the numbers and the math, it's not like this over compelling reason. It's honestly just because like, number one, I like being self-sufficient. I like being off the grid. I like not relying on Puerto Rico's, you know, very incompetent power system and, and setup we have here. We have hurricanes that come through and, and these solar panels are like bolted on the roof. Like these guys aren't going anywhere. You asked about the system. Um, we use these end phase micro inverters for the panels. So I have 41 panels up on my roof. I have three Tesla Powerwall batteries in my garage. And that essentially keeps me pretty much off the grid. So, you know, if, if I have like a lot of guests over or we're doing like a lot of power inducing things like laundry and hot showers all day and things like that, I may need to tap back into the grid a little bit for some power, but it's, it's very seamless on how it works. So you have solar with batteries and then with your air conditioning system, you also have heat pumps, mini splits, right? Yes. So I went with all these inverters around my house. And so like right now, you know, we have a 5,500 square foot home, but only my room, which is pretty small here in Kate's office on any given day, we'll be using any air conditioners. The rest of the house doesn't get hit by AC at all. So we're really able to just use these inverters, um, you know, in the rooms that we're actually in and using. So they don't, um, you know, take much energy to run, um, you know, on the, the cool, or you can even use the dry level, which we found works really well. It kind of just takes the humidity out of the air and keeps things cool. So we've gotten really uh, nifty around those things. So by being able to direct the air conditioning only where you need it, you improved your efficiency and you're still very comfortable. So, okay, now you got these batteries too, so solar and the batteries. And tell us, what happens when the grid goes down? How long does your system last? In a perfect world, if like we don't have a ton of like rainstorms and cloud cover on any given day, like we're pretty much able to, to be self-sufficient because fully charged, our three power walls will last about, you know, anywhere from like 14 to 18 hours. And that's essentially, you know, when the sun is down. So when the sun goes down at like six, we're essentially switching to battery power. And by eight o'clock the next day, which is 14 hours later, the sun's back up and, and we're able to pretty much run our house off of that. And then of course, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three, we're producing like 11 or 12 kilowatts, you know, and our house is taking like two or three, which is then charging the batteries back up. So in a perfect world, we're kind of able to make the night gap and wake up the next morning and our, uh, the sun will be up by the time, you know, our batteries get down to like 15 or 10%. But again, you know, if we have a couple of days of cloud cover and we don't get that good of a sun outputs, um, then we're going to have to tap back into the grid a little bit. Or, you know, we do have our backup backup, which is our generator. So when you do overproduce and your batteries are all charged, is Puerto Rico like the rest of the United States where almost everywhere you can have net metering and spin your meter backwards and basically get compensated at the same rate that you would normally pay so that over a year you can pretty much zero out your energy bill? Yeah, you know, just the incompetence, corrupt Puerto Rico that we live in. I don't want to talk too badly because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are trying really hard, but I've got this system installed in February and by law, I'm supposed to have net metering in my house within 30 days. 
And now it's been what nine months? Not a word. Well, it is COVID season too, right? Oh, but you know they 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 love that for you know anything they can use it as an excuse. Oh, there was a hurricane three years ago. Oh, COVID. It's just like do your job. Yeah, it is crazy down there. I've tried to do some stuff in Puerto Rico, and it's just really really nutty. So how did you do it? Did you go out to bid? Did you just find somebody you knew? How did you wind up going through the process? Fortunately, there was a company down here called Solar Now, and they had successfully installed three houses on my neighborhood street. And all three of the house installs they did were by uh, of friends of mine. So I was able to have conversations with them and they all spoke very highly. So each job was successfully done, was professionally done. So I had them come give a quote. I had another company give a quote that actually came out a little bit lower, but not low enough where I was like, you know, I'm going to go with a company that I really trust that really has great recommendations and referrals. So I went with Solar Now and they did a great job on the install. Yeah, it's really amazing. National studies have been done that show that it's not the amount of money that you earn. It's not the amount of education that you have, but it's whether or not you know someone else who's done solar that is the determining factor about whether you'll do it. So when people see you doing it now, JLD, that sends a signal to everyone else that, hey, you know, he's got it. I should have it too. I believe Great it. job. But isn't it as exciting with that reality being that with so many more people doing solar that now it's just this exponential thing. Exactly. It's just like podcasting where initially no one was doing it. Now <laughs> half the country is listening to podcasts several times oh, a week. Oh, man. Okay, incentives. What kind of incentives did you get? So, again, we have like incentives that... Um, my accountant is fully aware of that, you know, where we are going to be implementing, but that's kind of one of the things when it comes to moving to an island like Puerto Rico and you're only paying 4% tax. I'm almost like, I kind of feel bad squeezing out other incentives because I'm already just like basically just completely living here for tax, essentially tax free. So, you know, my accountant's on that, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we're not, we're not doing too much. Yeah, so hopefully you got the 26% federal tax credit, oh, no. right? You don't pay, you or, not, or don't you pay federal taxes either? No federal taxes in Puerto Rico. So you don't pay federal taxes either? Oh my goodness, no wonder your return on investment is only 12% or eight years. Everywhere else in the United States, there's a 26% federal tax credit that takes care of over a quarter of the cost of the installation. Plus, in many states and utility territories, there's a state tax credit and a utility incentive. In New York, there's an additional $5,000 tax credit plus additional incentives from the state that makes your return on investment dramatically better. So in most parts of the country, you can look at return on investments that are 20%, 25%, or even better. But 12% is not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. And that's one of the things is like those incentives would be amazing. And that obviously cuts down that, you know, get, get, get your money back in a lot faster time, time frame. But the thing about Puerto Rico is, and I think you probably know this, you said you've done some stuff down here. It's one of the most expensive places in the world for electricity. Like it's insane. Like I want to say it's like 23 or 26 cents per like, like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's what? almost as much as New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as Hawaii though. Is, is, uh, is Hawaii in the 30s? Where are they at? Yeah, Hawaii is number one in the U.S. They're in the high 20s, low 30s. But yeah, they're even higher than Puerto Rico and New York. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, even though if they count Puerto Rico as part of the U.S. because it's a territory, you know, but uh, great question. Yeah, because it's a territory, so they might not. Okay, so lessons learned. What would you do 
differently if you did it again? You know, honestly, like, I feel like I really learned a lot of lessons that my neighbors went through and they gave me those, those recommendations. So I just made sure to implement all of those things. And, you know, I'm honestly really happy with the result. I really don't have any regrets or no lessons learned. Um, yeah, I'm really feeling good about this, the whole setup. And what were your neighbor's lessons that you took advantage of? Um, like really focusing on like more Southern facing, like they definitely were able to realize that like, Hey, and, and, you know, this is things that solar now, um, you know, like was able to kind of tell us, but like hearing it from them, like really did help me as well. So like, you know, I was basically like trying to do one part of my house that I, I probably would have forced. Um, it, but you know, cause it was, it was like a Northern facing, like kind of like slant, and my neighbors are just like, you'll just kind of be wasting your panels there. Like they won't produce nearly to what, you know, you need to make it worthwhile and all these different things. So mostly just kind of positioning type of things that really, number one, made my um, acceptance very easy. Because unfortunately, you know, we do live in a gated community where you have to get everything approved by the, PA, the, the homeowners association before you can slap solar panels like on your roof and stuff like that. So um, that was probably my biggest takeaway was the the, the positioning of the panels. Yeah, so south facing is generally best, but my panels are actually east and west, and you still get a lot of output on them. So having south face is not as critical as many people believe. Yeah, and that's what mine are. Mine are south, east, and west. Yeah, just there you not go. North. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so what's next for you, JLD? <sighs> Good question. So you know one thing that we're doing next, and I am pretty excited about, is I'm putting a 1,000-gallon water receptacle right in my side yard right here that's going to catch rainwater. And so we're going to utilize all of the rainwater that comes in, which we get pretty much down here in Puerto Rico, um, to like water our garden, our plants, um, and, you know, potentially for drinking water as well. Like we might even pipe it in and start using it for showers and, and drinking and things along those lines, you know, using like um, infrared filtration and things along those lines and UV, UV light filtration, things like that. Great. And do you have a solar hot water heater? You know, I got one quoted to, to get installed. And I even, I even specifically, I could have gone with 43 panels on my house, but I only went with 41 to leave enough gap to install a solar water heater. Um, and honestly, like the company came out, they're called Universal Solar, and they just gave me a, a pretty crappy quote. They never followed up. They, they just didn't feel professional to me. So I kind of put it on the, on the side burner. And like it's something I definitely have the space purposefully to install at a future date. But right now we don't have that installed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The installation and the maintenance of a solar hot water heater is key. And most of the world, before they start burning fossil fuels for their hot water, they let the sun preheat it first. Right. But you're absolutely correct that you need to have the right installation and the right company in back of it. Yeah. Okay. So what about an electric car? The other third of your carbon, John? So I don't have a car. Um, <laughs> no so car? That's one thing. <laughs> no car in Puerto Rico. How do you get around? <laughs> well, Kate has a car. So, you know, like she has her car and that's what, that's what she uses. And it's a Hyundai Santa Fe. So it's, it's not an electric car, obviously. Um, but that is something that if, if we were going to get another car, um, it definitely would be, you know, just treating in the, the um, Santa Fe and getting the electric car. We did um, about two years ago trade in our gas golf carts for an electric golf cart. So there's that. So perfect. 
For you, the electric car provides like 98% of your transportation needs, which in the United States, that's similar to having an electric vehicle because for 98% of people's trips, it's less than 50 miles. By having an electric car, you can just plug it into your garage at night into a regular wall socket and then drive up to 200 miles in a day. So for 98% of the time, most people can just have a regular electric car and it does 98% of their trips. They don't have to think about a charging station elsewise. So in Puerto Rico, you can't even go 200 miles in a day. Right? You can go around, go the, around whole the whole island, island yeah. before before you ran out of charge, right? So in Puerto Rico, you just charge it in overnight and basically you do all your trips. But the cool thing that's coming is this year, the Nissan Leaf is the only car that can do this right now, but pretty soon many vehicles, electric cars, are going to be able to charge and discharge. So in the Leaf, you'll be able to get hardware and software this year that plug it into your house and the Leaf's battery will be able to run your house as an emergency backup generator for the average American family three to five days. Wow. How cool is that? And that works with the uh, Tesla Powerwalls? So you have to make sure that the integration is there with the software for your power wall, but there should be someone around Puerto Rico that can help you figure it out. Cool. Five days. Sweet. Okay, last thing. WTF or F? Weather time fudge, an extreme weather event that you lived through and tell us the tale, or weather time fun, the most fun that you've ever had and the type of weather it was. Please share with us. 1997, I'm living in Maine, and we have the ice storm of the century. I mean, there was like twigs that are like much smaller than my pinky that had like ice that thick around them. So like, you know, telephone wires were snapping everywhere. Um, people in my community were without power for like 14 days, you know, which in like a first world country is like pretty crazy, especially like Maine, like Southern Maine, you know, only an hour outside of Boston, like 14 days without power is pretty crazy. And uh, I just remember like, you know, you could not get out in the roads. You couldn't drive. The ice was like so thick that we would just be like walking down the middle of Main Street, like in the middle of the day, and there's just no cars out. It was like this, it felt like this Iceland movie that you were like on this different planet. It was definitely crazy. Um, you know, I also did, quote unquote, live through, it was my house that lived through Hurricane Maria, which is, you know, essentially a category five hurricane back in 2017. I was off the island for that though, so I didn't like personally experience it. But my poor house did. And, uh, you know, it took a little while to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, extreme weather events are becoming more frequent and more intense. Everything from the wildfires that are burning half of the country through polar vortices that are shutting down electric grids all throughout Texas and elsewhere. And like so many hurricanes this year, they're like already get T or W or something for named hurricanes. Like they're expecting over 25 this year, which is double normal. Thank you so much, Mr. John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. Any last words of wisdom there, sir? Stay clean, stay green. <laughs> Thanks so much. Take care, be well. Talk to you soon. Adios, brother. Thanks for joining us today, awesome people. If you want to discover JLD's proven Roadmap to Financial Freedom and Fulfillment in 17 Steps with 17 of the world's top entrepreneurs, pre-order a copy of his new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, by going to our website, awesomeearthkind.com slash fire. If you pre-order now, you will receive five incredible bonuses worth over $1,300. 
At AwesomeEarthKind.com slash fire, you can enter a sweepstakes for a high-efficiency LED light fixture, and you will find tips and resources on how to reduce your energy costs and have a positive environmental impact. And if you refer us to a commercial building with more than 20,000 square feet of rooftop and your referral decides to go clean and save green with EarthKind Energy's consulting services, you'll earn a finder's fee worth thousands of dollars. At AwesomeEarthKind.com, you can also sign up to be notified of the clean energy business program that we are launching in May. This intensive program will provide you with all the tools you need to start your own consulting business in the fast-growing $7 trillion clean energy sector. Remember, like the air, water, earth, and sun, that awes us. You are an awesome force of nature. Together, you and me, all EarthKind, are the fifth element that can make a real difference. Take your next step to create the clean energy future we all want and our children need and deserve. Order JLD's The Common Path to Uncommon Success and sign up to become an EarthKind Energy Partner at awesomeearthkind.com slash fire. Until next time, take care, be well, and energize.